What's up, y'all? It's your girl, Felicia Jasmine, coming back to you with another episode of College by Her, the podcast. I am so happy you are tuned into this new episode. I hope you had an amazing week and weekend. Um, And let's just jump right into it. Y'all know we like to start every episode off with a small win. And for me, it was that my birthday was last week. It was so dope. Um, We had a live podcast. If you haven't listened, please go listen. Um, My birthday was amazing. Thank you so much for all the love. Um, It was so much fun. And for everyone who tuned in to the live, it was amazing. So yeah, let's go ahead and get into something I think y'all should check out this week. Aromatherapy, y'all. For real. That's a big word. But whether it's a candle, incense, some lavender lotion, whatever, like... Engaging all of your senses is super important um, for your mental health and can be very beneficial. And so I've been dabbling a lot more in the past few weeks um, with the sense of smell. I have a vibe box that's super dope um, that I have like incense and Palo Santo and all this really cool stuff that helps to um, decrease anxiety um, and depression. And so, yeah, it's something that I just recently got plugged into. I love it. So I would highly recommend you guys trying out some different types of aromatherapy like I said whatever that looks like it could be lotion hand sanitizer which honey we all got nowadays um candles all of that stuff so yeah engage that sense of smell and let me know how it goes (laughs) let's jump into the show Okay, y'all, so this week I have a special surprise. Our first ever guest will be joining us right here on the podcast. So let's jump right into it. This is our conversation. So on the podcast, we have our first ever guest that will be joining us. I know I told y'all last week that um, I had a special surprise. And so I don't want to waste any time and introduce our first guest ever, um, Jordan Watkins, who is a beauty counter consultant. And I'm going to let her tell y'all a little bit more about herself. So welcome to the show. Yes, thank you for having me. So, hey, everyone. My name is Jordan Watkins. Um, So I'm a student currently right now at the University of Alabama. Um, I am a beauty counter consultant. And so during quarantine, that has been taking a lot of my time up. But it's definitely been something that I really, really enjoy. And I can't wait to definitely talk more about it. Yeah. So I guess just to get things started, um, let's talk a little bit about what college you went to and just kind of overall, how was your college experience? Yeah. Um, so my college experience uh, was a little bit different from, I guess, your traditional college experience. So um, for me, I was able to experience both an HBCU experience and a PWI experience. Um, so my first two year of college, I went to Lawson State, which is a community college as well as a historically black university. Um, and then after my two years there, I graduated with um, my associates in business administration and then transferred to the University of Alabama. Um, so from there, I stayed two years graduated with um, my bachelor's in accounting. And then right now um, I'm in the higher education program for um, to get my master's at the University of Alabama. 
Cool. So definitely um, a lot of transitions, which I guess kind of really goes well into what um, to the first question that I wanted to ask you about. And so like with those transitions, I'm sure they were stressful and maybe they weren't. But how um, how did you handle kind of the stress um, throughout your college experience in general, but definitely like changing schools and, you know, then going from undergrad to grad school, all of that? Yeah, Um so that's definitely a great question because um, so I recently, a few months ago, got asked to be a part of a book talking about like HBCU queens. And so as I was writing my story, I was kind of like thinking about that. Um, so for me, even going to college was kind of like insane for me because I was like, OK, am I going to get accepted? Where am I going to go? How am I going to pay for this? Like, what am I going to do? So I think for me, getting involved was a huge coping mechanism for me. Um, So whether that was serving other people in the community within those organizations, finding my purpose, as far as like, within leadership in those organizations or just connecting with other students who were like-minded like me was really helpful as far as like transitioning. Got you. So it sounds like a community was like a big part of helping you to kind of deal with your stress. Okay. And so with that, um, how was the transition from, um, well, I know you're like still in grad school right now, but just the transition from undergrad into grad school and like, you know, kind of this newfound independence. What was that like for you? Yeah, um, for me, like you said, like it is new. So I still am trying to like figure out how I feel about it. Um, but it is one of those mental things. I was talking. Oh, I'm sorry if you can hear that. I was talking to one of my friends a while back and she was saying how being a student is so different from not being a student. Um, Cause you know, she was like, when you're a student, everybody wants to help you. And then when you're not a student anymore, people are kind of like, eh, we don't really want to help you anymore. So also having that in the back of my mind too, and having like personal experience, it is kind of weird too. Cause you know, I'm transitioning into like different housing positions and trying to find scholarship and like, work on campus so that has been pretty difficult for me as well um and then two my classes a semester were online um i started out online but then with the whole like pandemic starting um that was a whole another type of transition so it's been interesting to say the least but i always try to have that face-to-face connection So if I could call my teacher or FaceTime them or stop by their office, um, just having that personal interaction gave me a peace of mind. Yeah, that definitely makes sense. And I think, too, um, to your point, like about the pandemic, that definitely, of course, changed so many people's college experience, whether that's undergrad, grad school, like just everything. And so I think that... um, it's really allow a lot of us the time and space to, of course, take a step back, but then like think about, you know, how are we spending our time or it makes you to be more intentional about building community with people um, and socializing and doing things because you're not in people's spaces the way you yeah. normally are as a student. 
And even when you were talking about like identities, like being a student and not being a student, that's something that I'm um, like kind of personally going through as well. So um, just because like when you're a student for so long, like that's a big part of your identity, like you're a college student and um and that has like a lot of pros to it, right? So you get like discounts <laughs> in certain places for having a college email or like, you know, you're just kind of like still a kid, but an adult. Yeah. Um, and so having that identity, I don't think um, I realized how much I really like hung on to it and how much of a safety net it was for me until I wasn't a student anymore. Um, and even right now, I'm kind of in this weird in-between because I'm in a fellowship program. Um, so I'm not a student, but I'm also not a regular employee. Um, so I'm really like legit in the middle. And so that's weird too. Um, but definitely that transition around identity as you're like moving throughout college um, is a big deal. And I think even once getting into the employment world, whatever that looks like, um, is something as well. And so I know you said you're finishing up your master's, but do you, um, have you been like experiencing kind of beginning to like look for jobs or not, even if you're not looking like just being able to think about in your mind, like, what do I want to do when I leave college? Yeah. Um, I actually, it's just so funny how this is all kind of like coming together, but I actually reached out to one of my friends who I interned with last summer. Um, and so we were talking because if there's anyone who is an accounting major out there, like it is very, very stressful. And there's like this pressure of getting into a certain industry, working for a certain company, making this much amount of money by the time you're this age. And so I was talking to her about that. And I was like, hey, like, how's your experience going? Because she was, she was always like a positive light for me. And so she was talking to me and she was like, hey, like I deal with like, I'm bipolar and I deal with depression. And she was like, I just felt like another statistic for the company. Like I just felt like they recruited me because of the color of my skin and they didn't really care about me as a person. Um, and she was like, I gave, I told them about these issues and she said they kind of brushed it off and they really didn't care. Um, so even when it comes down to things like that, it's kind of like, okay, what am I going to do? Where am I going to go? And then is where I'm going a place or they actually care about me? Um, so Currently, I'm looking at, you know, especially now getting into higher education because education has always been something I wanted to do. But now I'm kind of at that crossroads of do I want to go into higher education or do I want to try to stick my toes back into the accounting realm? Like, what do I want to do? Um, but then there's always beauty counter, too. So it's a lot of roads that I can take. And it's like choosing the right one. Yeah. And I think that's a great point you mentioned. Um you know, places caring about you. So I know even right now, like with the um, pandemic going on, I've seen college students, um, you know, really paying attention to how or how not their university is, you know, taking care of them um, or cares about them. And so I think that's something important to think about when choosing a college and then also a job like, you know, does this college have counseling services on campus for me to go to? Um, are they included in my tuition or do I have to pay? 
you know, just kind of whatever that looks like. And I think really taking that into consideration because your mental wellness and, you know, who you are as a person is so important that you want to make sure people or whatever you're investing your time in is also willing to invest back into you, if that makes sense. Yeah. (laughs) So, so yeah, that I I really like that. And like I said, I think now more than ever, um, college students are kind of like, Oh, like I've even seen people who talk about like their um, the universities who are giving who like gave students money to help them go back home and were like kind of really active in that process versus the universities who are kind of like oh figure it out. Um, and so I just think it's been really interesting to see like there are a lot of college students who are kind of like oh wow like you don't really care about who I am like as a person I'm just might be like another student or another number. And so I definitely think. Um, you know, taking some time to think about that, but also too, I think it's given a lot of people this idea of, you know, just how important them taking um, their own mental wealth and health, like health and wellness, like taking it into account how important that is. Yeah, I know my brother posted something on his story this morning, and he was saying how right now 2020 graduates are entering like the worst like field of employment since like the great depression yeah and something another post that i saw on social media was saying how um people kind of moving forward from this in interviews their question to maybe like an employer should be like how did you take care of your employees during um the coronavirus situation like to get a sense of you know kind of what do you do to take care of the people that work for you um so yeah, I think those are definitely very important questions. So yeah, I will def I would definitely ask that question. Yeah, for sure. Okay, so switching gears a little bit. Well, I guess not really because all of this is related. Um, but when it comes to kind of time management and you managing like school and personal life and extracurricular activities, how do you kind of how do you stay together with all of that? Yeah, so I think for me, because I enjoy having my hands in a lot of different things, you have to stay organized um, in order to do those things. So for me, when I was at Lawson, one thing that I found that really helped me is being kind of how you mentioned earlier, being like really intentional with my time. So if I knew that I got up around a certain time each day, I would map out like each event and that's kind of like a lot of what some of my teachers talk about at Lawson like if you know what you have to do every day then be like very intentional with it so because each thing that you do takes time whether you're driving back and forth to school like that takes time when you're eating that takes time if you want to take a nap that takes time but it's just spacing those things out so that you're intentional about the other things that you need to do so for me like my schedule would be like so insane to the point where it'd be like okay nine o'clock arrive at school nine thirty, be here 10 o'clock send emails 10 30 mm-hmm. do this like I was very like specific with what I needed to do so that my mind wasn't racing and thinking about the stuff that I needed to do yeah, I can definitely relate to that. I do something similar um, the night before. 
So, which I love because when I wake up in the morning, I don't have to spend time or like, I guess the way I look at it too, is like waste time. Like, because if not, I could spend the whole first 30, 45 minutes like, okay, wait, what am I supposed to be doing? And like, it it can feel very frantic. Whereas if I've established that the night before and I already know that when I wake up, I can literally do it. And I started doing that at work um, because I hated coming into my job for the day. And being like kind of that frantic of like, what what do I need to do? What do I need to get done? And spend 20 or waste however many minutes trying to figure that out. And so literally kind of during my work day, I'm jotting down things that I need to do the next day. And so then kind of by the end of the work day, I'm like, okay, here's a sticky note. It'll be sitting on my desk tomorrow morning and I come in and those are the things that I need to do. So that definitely helps me as well. Um, and I'm sure I didn't really kind of use that method in college, maybe a little bit, but I think if I would have like done that a little more, um, that could have been like really helpful. Um, so kind of when you're planning your schedule and putting these times in, what um, what does time for yourself look like or time with friends? Um, how do you kind of navigate or weave that into your schedule? Yeah, Um I guess for me, kind of like how I mentioned, I guess just thinking about like my experience, like at Lawson and UA and different things. Um, a lot of the people that I would hang out with outside of school, I also either had like classes with them or I was in some type of extracurricular activity with them. So it kind of just worked out in that sense of like, although we're studying, like we're still like, you know, taking breaks in between our studying to talk about whatever. Um, And then for me personally, too, I know when I first came to UA, um, I had, so I only had classes on Tuesdays and Thursdays for my first semester. So I had Monday, Wednesday, Friday off, which Mm. was the best semester (laughs) of life. Like, (laughs) if I can ever recommend anybody to do that, I would definitely do it. Um, But so I had all my classes in the morning. So by 12 o'clock, I was done on Tuesdays and Thursdays. But on Thursday, I did have a class that was at like six o'clock once a week. Um, and so it was from like six to nine thirty or something. It was like a three hour long class. And so to be in class that long and that late at night, That's I was just cool. like, I can't do this. And it was history. It was like legal studies. And I was like, this is so boring. Like, I can't. So I would have to, like, figure out a routine of how I'm going to stay awake, how I'm going to stay alert and, like, alive in this class. So what I would do is, like, before I would go to the class is I would, like, wash my face. And that kind of, like, woke me up and, like, refreshed me, like, re-cleansed me and, like, settled and recentered me. And then I would go to class. So... Another thing for me, like just outside of like friends and everything, is just like my self care routine is something that like I absolutely have to put in my schedule. And that's what I was gonna ask too about next. So, kind of, <laughs> what does that look like for you? Um, taking care of yourself on like a daily, like maybe things you do day to day or even weekly, monthly, just randomly. Yeah. So definitely, like on a good day, <laughs> my self care routine would be. Probably just like waking up around like nine thirty ten or something. Um, either like take a shower or something that would be really good is like a nice bath. 
mm-hmm. um, listening to a really good podcast. <laughs> and then um, afterwards, just like, I can spend like so long in the bathroom. Like my friends will call me and they'll be like, oh my God, why are you still in the bathroom? <laughs> so <laughs> something that I like to do is like steam my face in the morning. Um, and then after I steam my face is I'll use like my different cleansers um, and then um, lotion, serums, eye creams, jade rollers, like <laughs> face mask, all the above. And then afterwards, when I'm like getting down to like the last steps of my skincare routine, um, I'll get like a an ice cube and I'll run it over my face. Mm. Um, so ice cubes are really good for like reducing puffiness in your eyes as well as like closing your pores. Um, so I'll do that as well. And then the ice kind of like wakes up your skin too because your skin's not used to being that cold. So I'll do that in the morning, lotion up, make a nice breakfast, read a scripture. So that's a really good self-care day for me. Um, so I just enjoy like just the little things, playing some like background music. Um, and that's one thing that like kept me sane was listening to, I had like a classical playlist. Mm -hmm. I was telling my friend about this other day and she was like, I have to figure out how I'm going to study for the LSAT while I'm at home. And I was like, get you some classical music. I was like, what I did is I found a classical radio on Pandora Mm -hmm. and you use the the instrumental because when you have words, you're too busy thinking about the words. Yeah. Yeah. And you want (laughs) to sing along. Right. And so, but for me, I did the classical instrumentals, but then I also did the classical Disney version. So it gave me a little bit of excitement, right? (laughs) (laughs) So that also was really helpful for me too. Okay. Yeah. I know um, there are a lot of really cool, I guess, playlists or stations on Spotify that have, um, because you know how music can get into like different vibrations or get into different waves so like it can tap into like your beta waves or alpha waves yeah, or yeah, different yeah. things like that and so there are cool playlists on spotify um that have different playlists for that and then also two apps so i love um insight timer which has like tons of um like nature um tracks and you know kind of anything you want so whether it's like bird singing that you like listening to or rain or the ocean all of those things um so I really like those too as well um and I put those on before I go to sleep and they have some really like nice guided meditations and stuff so I swear by insight timer um and I, I really love that. And so with, um, I know you mentioned kind of like your um, skincare routine and stuff being like a big part of your mental, like of your self-care routine. Um, so did you kind of just, because I think for some, a lot of people, which I've we've been talking about this at work a lot, but um, sometimes it's hard to even know like what you need or like what is going to be helpful. So I guess my question to you is, um, with kind of your self-care routine or different things that, you know, you really enjoy doing, was it just kind of trial and error to like kind of figure out what worked best for you? Or how did you come, how did you realize that like these things are helpful for me? Yeah, yeah. Um, that is such a good question. I don't really know. I guess like for me, I kind of 
first, I guess I had to understand what I wanted. Um, and that also can be like, okay, well, what do I want? Mm-hmm. Um, and so I guess kind of back to what you said, then I guess that does kind of go from trial and error experience. Um, I know one of my professors, so when I first got to UA, I was an orientation leader. And so, you know, our job was kind of like to help students navigate, you know, how to live their best life throughout college. But in order for you to kind of give that advice, you've kind of had to live through it. Um, And that just comes from experience. But what he would always tell them is, if someone is giving you an opportunity, um, I guess, which just goes back to opportunities, but somebody's giving you an opportunity, go for it, especially while you're young and while you're a student, because he said, even if you do it and you hate it, at least you spent like two months or four months or whatever the case is, finding out that you hated something instead of going into that thing and spending the rest of your life to figure out that you hate it. I completely agree. I say that all the time. And I think someone similarly, like kind of, um, I learned that same lesson. I want to say when I was like volunteering um, for something in high school at the hospital. And I was like, I never want to work in a hospital. And like somebody was like, like, and that's so important. Like finding out what you don't like and what you don't want to do is just as important as finding yeah. out what um, you do want to do. And I think, you know, it's it's the same thing for self-care. And so, like I said, I think it is, um, it's definitely more trial and error. And I guess something else that has really been coming up um, at my job a lot we've been talking about is that self-care, which like I'm borderline over the term. So I'm trying to think of another word I want to use for it. <laughs> Haven't thought of one yet, but um, it's, it's a, a active and ongoing thing. And I think just right now, like society makes it like self-care is this. Like it's like self-care is you taking a bath. And it's like, yes, that is a part of self-care, but also like it's just the ongoing thing. It's a process. It's a journey. And so I think there is trial and error in really figuring out like what um, what is restorative and what feels good to you. So maybe you you know, went for a run and you realize that causes you more stress than anything else. And so running isn't going to be that form of relaxation and restoration for you. Whereas for somebody else, it could be the complete opposite. And so I do think it's a lot about trying, like for me, I just, um, recently like got really heavy into aromatherapy like I'm obsessed I got this um I ordered this really cool vibe box um offline that had that came with like incense one of my favorite kind of like Instagram people um (laughs) she has like a a really cool wellness company and like it comes with incense and all of these things and like to just light that at the beginning of the day and to start my morning with that and like just the smell and the feeling all of that and I think um the specific the specific incense is for, um, to reduce like anxiety, um, and kind of like calm you down. So it's so calming. Um, but that's something that like, just because trying it in the last few weeks, I realized like, Oh, like aromatherapy is something that is really my thing. Um, and I wouldn't have known that if I would have never tried it. And so I think that's something too, with, um, you know, being in college or being a young adult is a lot of it is trial and error. Like we're learning so much about ourselves and who we are. We're discovering ourselves. Um, so it's only right that like we have to try different things to figure out what feels good to us because it's going to look completely different for everybody. Yeah. And like I totally like love what you just said, because 
And then too, like with us being students, I think a lot of that comes down to, because for me, so I guess my senior year of college, I started like a blog that talked about just like, you know, spirituality and all of those different things. And so when writing this, I was like, okay, what is the cause of this? But then what is the cause of that? And what is the cause of that? And how are all these causes related to each other? And so I was just like trying to figure out what is going on. And a lot of the times stress comes from just the unknown. And I think for a lot of us, we have to realize that there's so much that we're never going to know. And we can't stress ourselves about not knowing what it is. Um, And I feel like sometimes stress also comes from thinking something that's not even really there. I think I listened to a podcast that was talking about that. And it was like, sometimes we stress ourselves out so much about something that's not even a reality. Like, be where you are and stop thinking about something that could possibly never even happen. That's stressing you out for no reason. Yeah, my dad said the other day, um, like 90% of the things we worry about never happen. Yeah. And I was like, that's so true. And this was after, like, I called him because I'm like, you know, these people sent me a letter for this and da da da, and I'm stressed and I'm like freaking out. And he's like, you're, this is probably like, it's not this whole scenario that you made up and that you're stressed over. Um, it's probably not even going to happen. And if it does, then it does. And if it doesn't, you literally wasted an hour thinking about if it does. Like, and when you think <laughs> about your time in that sense, it's so crazy to literally think about how much time we waste worrying about things that one don't matter and two literally never happen like that's it's a wild concept if you ever sit and think about it for a few minutes yeah I mean it's it's a mind game for sure like even when it came down to studying I was so worried about stressing over how I was going to start the assignment rather than doing the assignment and I thought about it one day and I'm like all this time I'm sitting here freaking out I could have been finished (laughs) yeah the assignment could have been done yes um definitely and so I think that kind of leads into exactly what I kind of wanted to talk about next a little bit was um anxiety because we do know that um anxiety a lot of it comes from Um, thinking about things that we can't control and wanting to control them. And so how do you kind of separate, um, you know, things, what you can't control versus what you can't control? Yeah. Um, I guess kind of like back to the scheduling, I do a lot of like just writing out things. So if I know I have to make a phone call in the morning, I'll like, like, okay, I need to make this phone call to this person. And then I'll have the number there too. And I'll just go have ahead and have everything there so that I can be prepared. So I'm not like stressing or freaking out or whatever the case is. Um, and then I think too, like you said, just kind of like knowing what kind of like soothes your mental, like, and then knowing your purpose too, um, I think that's definitely like really helpful. But as far as like the things that I can't control, I think the biggest thing to understand, especially for me, kind of like going on this road of entrepreneurship is knowing that something that we like to say within Beauty Counter is 
this is a business of your own, but you're not alone. Hmm. And so I think that's a good mentality to have in life too. Like this is your own life. Doesn't mean you have to live it alone. So for me, I think just having kind of how I mentioned earlier, just having that sense of community, like I may not be able to control it, but maybe there's somebody else who can help me out. And even when it comes down to little things, like I would stress over like an assignment or a grade or how I'm going to pass a class or something like that. The moment I went and talked to like my advisor and then they give me all these options, I was like, oh, that was simple. But when like you're sitting in your own head, you're like, oh my God, this is going to happen. This is going to happen. It's all going to fall apart and I'm not going to graduate and I'm going to fail. And then this is going to happen. Like you are so dramatic with it. So I think just like letting other people in. Definitely. No, you can't control something. Just letting other people in is so helpful. And I think that's the biggest advice I can give on like when I can't control the situation. Don't try to control it. Definitely. Yeah. And I think that that community piece, having people to talk to, whether they're peers or a mentor, an older cousin, sister, parent, you know, whoever, um, like you said, to help you get out of your head, I think is always, always beneficial. Um, and I think too, knowing, um, having healthy relationships with those people around you so that you feel safe and okay and open to reaching out for help. Um, and vice versa. So, you know, the saying of um, it takes a good friend to be a good friend or whatever the saying is about like, I, yeah, yeah. I you're <laughs> so, um, so yeah, so that, that being the case too. And so, um, you know, you also being open and being that sense of support for your friends so that they can also in turn kind of be that for you. And so I think that's really great. I'm super big on um, community because I feel like it's just so important. Um, and I mean, especially now more than ever, um, it's really important to to your point of like the quote that you said, we're in our houses alone, literally, but yeah. we're not like going through this alone. So, yeah, it definitely um, that definitely holds true, I would say. It's, of course, yeah. like right now. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, I mean, and especially during a time like now, I think the strength that we all have that we honestly just need to tap into is the skill of being vulnerable. I think that is like the biggest strength that we can give. Even us talking right now, like hopefully this is going to relate to somebody to where they're like, wow, like there is a community out there for me. There are people I can talk to. There is something that I can do. Like I don't have to freak about, freak out about the unknown. And so I know for me, like a light bulb that went off when I was writing my um, blog is that I started talking about vulnerability and friendships and things. So I ran across a interview that Oprah had and she was talking about vulnerability. And she said that vulnerability is opening up your soul so that other people can see themselves in you. And I was like, wow. I was like, that was so good. Oprah, <laughs> um, Oprah's Super Soul Sundays are so good. You would really like her one with, um, have you heard of Brene Brown? I don't think so. So Brene Brown, she's a sociologist who does a lot of work around um, vulnerability and shame. Um, So she's really dope. She has a great Netflix special 
um you should really check out and then yeah she was a guest on oprah's um podcast um and so so yeah she's really great um but i completely agree with that i think the more um which is really what i love about college by her is um i feel like just the more authentic and genuine you are with sharing your story and helping people like the better and you know deep down that's what everybody wants anyway like we all crave genuine and authentic connection um and so nobody likes things to be like sugar-coated and oh this is how you become perfect and I've I've never made a mistake my college years were perfect like nobody really wants to hear that because it's not relatable Um, and so yeah I think with community it is about being transparent like being honest like oh my gosh I don't know what I'm doing somebody help me or like I have no idea how to handle this situation what should I do and knowing that like it's okay um we're literally all and when I say all I mean every single person on this planet trying to figure it out like we think our parents and grandparents are perfect there are still 60 and 70 year old people out here doing the best they can trying to figure it out like everybody is trying to figure out life and so I think when you also take on that perspective um it allows you to give yourself more grace to like oh I'm not going to be 20 and know the answer to every question and know what I'm going to do for the rest of my life and how everything's going to look it's like no yeah and I think that like you said I think that exposure is also so important like I was able to like be blessed with so many different mentors and what I've been doing um, to this um, during the pandemic or what I've been trying to do is so I'll host like Saturday brunches. And so a couple Saturdays ago, me and my friends, we talked over Zoom or FaceTime about mentors. And one of my friends said like, it's so important to have mentors, but not just mentors. I think people need to realize like they need multiple mentors in different phases of their life. Because mm-hmm. she was like, the CEO of a company can give you different advice than somebody who just started in the company two years ago. Because that CEO probably forgot some of the steps in which they got to that point. And the person who just started in the company may give you different advice from someone who's been there like for 10 or so years versus someone who just graduated college or just started college or anything. And so she was like, it's so important to have like, different like viewpoints Mm -hmm. because you can learn something from every stage of someone's experience yeah definitely and that's why too with college by her um I always say like you know your experience is your own and you get to create your own college experience which I think is something that makes college so dope um and that college by her isn't here to tell you like oh when you get to college do this don't do this like it's not like a handbook um as much as it is about like just hearing people share their stories and experiences and you being able to kind of take what you want or leave what you want from that and say like oh she mentioned this maybe that's something I should try out or you know different things like that and it's about you um you know, taking in all of these perspectives and all of these experiences and stories, and then you still having the power to create whatever your college experience looks like, um, because that's going to be like unique to you. So I feel like 
Girl, I feel like we could talk for hours <laughs> because all of this, all of this stuff is so relevant, which leads me exactly to um, kind of what I wanted to tell you guys about that tonight, um, Monday, May 25th, we will be having um, a Zoom call to like continue this conversation, um, to continue talking about um, mental health and wellness and beauty. And so Jordan will even be sharing more about the beauty counter. And so definitely want you guys to join us um, for like kind of part two of this conversation. And so you can like DM either one of us on Instagram. So y'all know at college by her. And then Jordan, do you want to give them your um, Instagram handle? Yeah. So my Instagram is at Jor Watkins. So J-O-R-W-A-T-K-I-N-S. Perfect. So yes, yeah, so that Zoom is tonight. Um, and you can you'll see us post about it on social media. And so we definitely hope that you guys join us to, like I said, hear part two of this conversation. Um, learn more about the beauty counter college by her. And it'll be really fun. So I'm excited. Yeah, I'm definitely excited. <laughs> um, and so yeah, any like kind of last piece of advice or anything that you wanna mention? Um, I guess just Kind of how I said before, just don't be afraid to be vulnerable and to seek that community and step out of your comfort zone. I think if nothing else, if you haven't learned anything else from this pandemic, is it's so important to step out of your comfort zone. That definitely is a great piece of advice. Um, so thank you so much. You like made history. Like I said, you're the first guest ever on the podcast. Okay, I'm um, so yeah, this is definitely a huge milestone. Um, so yeah, thank you so much for um, being a part and I'm super excited about later tonight. Yeah, thank you. <laughs>